What up, what up? What's good? Back at it again with another episode of the We Could Be Wrong podcast. This is episode 19. We're back at it again, bro. Uh, it took us a while to get a few topics together, you know, as, as we're going through hard times. So I guess you could say you can bear with us a little bit. Do you wash your hands? It's fine. I do that every day. Every day. One question. Did you wash your hands as much as you do right now? No, I definitely think people's hygiene went through the roof with this shit. It's good. A lot of dirty For people sure. out there. Hey, bro. We learn. We live and we learn. It's the story of life. Um, But yeah, so we've gathered a few topics here that we thought were, were uh, worth talking about and and get our opinions off. So let's, let's get rolling. Bet. The Dallas Cowboys, bro. Where there's talks right now of potentially starting having a late season, mm-hmm. we might have a, a season um, shortened that we weren't expecting for it to be shortened. We expected to have a, a for this uh, pandemic to be at least over with by within like another two months, if anything, to me. And uh, it looks like um, they're probably preparing for a little bit longer than that. So. I want to say I had uh, I had something that I wanted to to bring up. I think the Cowboys are pretty competitive on their own. The way they um, the way they're starting to construct the team, but I'll stick to my guns and say without Dak, we're not winning anything. That's just my opinion. I don't think he. I don't. Th- I think without him, we're not doing anything. Doesn't well, yeah. matter what you do. Well, yeah, if you don't have a. A, uh, a quarterback that knows the team the way Dak does. That's what I mean. Yeah, we start off with somebody else. It'll be rebuild mode. Even though, I mean, Mahomes, Mahomes had a hell of a rookie year. Yeah, but he also redshirted a year. Oh. So he was able to pick and uh, and, and oh. sit back and understand who was what, who likes what. True. So you didn't have, he didn't have that kind of pressure. So let's, let's run through through the division, through our, our schedule, and kind of somewhat predict whether a loss or, or a win, you know, for the for the Cowboys and see what what we would project them to do this season. Do you, off the top, do you think the uh, uh, Cowboys are a playoff team? Um, or let's say they signed that. Okay. <clears throat> let's say the Cowboys, the way it's looking at, the way the, the roster looks right now, mm-hmm. definitely a playoff team. Uh they have the weapons. They have long track. I mean, yeah, like long contract weapons. The only one that's not long contract right now is Don't Dak. They need. Um, he's. You know what? I've always been one to say, as long as he's a decent quarterback. But no, you know what? Now it makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, yeah. Dak needs to stay. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, we definitely the Cowboys definitely need that, especially after all that money they invested into the team. Um, I believe they're they're definitely our playoff, playoff team. team. Yeah, definitely. Uh, let's run down through what what we kind of project. You know, we got our division, and then this year we play the AFC North. So in the AFC North, you got. Cleveland, you got Baltimore, you got Cincinnati, and you have um, Pittsburgh. But go, let's go through our division first. You have Philadelphia Eagles. The, the draft still hasn't happened. The draft will happen 
this Thursday, we're recording this on a Friday. This Thursday coming up, you will see the draft uh, and you'll be able to see a little bit more upgrades on certain sides of the ball for different teams. So this is just going before. This is pre-draft, pre-draft predictions. And Philadelphia, you know, Philadelphia has a decent team. They just lost uh, They lost a couple of players, but they also are probably most likely going to draft the receiver. From what I'm seeing, this is just what I'm, for what I'm seeing. You know, there's a lot of mock drafts going on right now, and they say Philadelphia might get CeeDee Lamb or a top receiver. And there's a lot of good receivers coming out this year that will probably be available for them to pick up. Whether they pick them up, I don't know. Uh, that's That's up to them. But... You, you face Philly twice. You f- face Philly here and you face them away. Do you believe the Cowboys right now will be better than Philadelphia? Yeah. I think so, too. Yeah. I think so, too, because we have, to me, I like Dak better than I like Wentz. I think he's more... I Consistent. Think, to me. To me. Durable, also. He's more durable and he is more... His, he's more mentally strong under pressure. Yeah. So I think as far as Philadelphia is concerned, I think the Cowboys are much stronger because they have Dag, Zeke. Uh, defensively, they've added pieces to stop um, to stop anybody's run. Not just anybody, but at least better than last year. Last year, we couldn't stop anybody. So I think that, that actually helps. And we got... Uh, we got players coming back on the defensive line. Maybe you can cross your fingers and see if Randy Gregory might come back. That would be another body added to the to the defensive line for us. So overall, I think with the addition and the long-term deal that Amari got, I think uh, Amari, Dak, I mean, excuse me, Amari and uh, Gallup uh-huh. is uh, they're going to shine. Together, we have two good receivers. Hopefully, this is kind of... The only thing that's kind of concerning is that due to the pandemic... Yeah. Uh, Michael Gallup, hopefully, is catching balls. Pause. Um, but, I mean, now we have Blake Jarwin that's going to be, like, fully, fully active. Now that uh, we... He's going to be our number one yeah, tight end. now that we don't have to deal with... Witten. Jason Witten now. Um, not not any, not to say anything negative about Jason Witten, but I feel like... His time he was, was He was... Well, not only his time is over, but he was... Take getting it. unnecessary receptions that could have gone to somebody that's a little bit more productive. Yeah, definitely. Like, uh, Jarwin. So, I, I mean, that's I think that's going to be a good safety for Dak. Yeah, because I think he had like 40 more targets, if I'm not mistaken. I think we looked it up before. And I think we saw that Jason Wooden had like 80, probably 81 targets. And Michael, I mean, and Blake Jarwin had 40, 41. So, yeah, I mean. So, he, half. He's going to be able to distribute the ball. Yeah, he'd definitely be able to get the ball and – most likely get more yards after the catch because, you know, Jason Wynn doesn't really give you yards after catch. Yeah. So it definitely, like you said, more production from, from him. And then you got the Giants. New quarterback. They have Daniel Jones. Did you like him last year? Uh, No, I thought that was the most hilarious pick I've ever seen. But uh, he had, there was a lot of high expectations for him, though. Because yeah. coming off of the line of the Manning, brothers. yeah, but I mean that doesn't matter. I don't. It doesn't matter that you're you've been with. It was them his forever. rookie year, though. And a lot of people do really horrible on their rookie year. Mm-hmm. Then they just. Yeah, I mean he wasn't. He threw a lot of interceptions. I'll tell you that. But that's he's a rookie. He's a rookie, and I also say that they had 
their team was off. I mean, the whole team was off in the Giants. Uh, they had just got rid of Odell. They got rid of Odell. They, Sterling Shepard was hurt. Yeah. Uh, Saquon Barkley wasn't as productive. Offensively, they were trash. Yeah, they weren't all. Evan Ingram wasn't doing all that yeah. well. I like Evan Ingram. I think he's uh, solid I think, tight end. I think he's, he's one of the best tight ends in the league right now. Yeah. And he's, uh, he's one of like the most underrated tight ends, if anything. Yeah. Well, he's, he's solid. Yeah, no, he's definitely solid. I like him. I like him a lot. But um, Giants, I don't just don't think they have enough uh, defensively and offensively to hold with us. They've been stuck on rebuild mode for a while, I think. And I mean, like, it, it, not just only the quarterback situation. I think just think the no, like on and off receivers, coaching. They just got a new coach. On and off coach. Jason Garrett just went over there. Yeah, over there. So you they know, they might do better than than you never know. Yeah, but it's they're like like you said, rebuild mode. So yeah. I don't think they're as. Because we're you know we're probably you can say in rebuild mode if coaching wise because all of our staff, uh, defense, offense, not offense really, but Mike McCarthy head coach, um, rebuild. But all the other players, majority of them have came back. We just lost Jeff Heath, lot uh, not what is it, uh, Malik Collins, not Lyle Collins, Malik Collins, and we lost Jason Witten, Randall Cobb, but. We also got players to replace them. We just haven't replaced Randall Cobb. Mm-hmm. So I think twice we you play you play the Cowboys you play the Giants at home and then you play the Giants away. Obviously the the away games are probably just a little bit more tough just because they're in the in the away games and everybody in our division hates us with a heart and passion. So then you got Washington. I well before we get to Washington, I believe we win. To be honest, let me be 100%. Let me go back to Philadelphia. I think it's one and one. One and one, Philadelphia. One and one. So, one and one. And then we beat the Giants twice. Then you got Washington twice. So, Washington is going to get Chase Young. (laughs) They're about to get Chase Young. And they're going to have Dwayne Haskins, a new quarterback. Well, his, this will be his second season. Under Ron Rivera, new coach um, coming in. And they don't have elite talent, but they're a rebuilding. Do I believe they can beat us? I want to say they can get one, if anything. Just because Chase Young is that dominant, that it'll be a low-scoring game to where the game will be in the air, you know? Uh, usually a, a close game and a low-scoring game, it, it's really a toss-up for anybody. It could be one of those type of games on one of them. And if anything, I would say it will be over there in Washington. So I would give Washington one, and I would give, and I would give Dallas one. Then, and this is in no type of order. We're just going just based off the teams that we know that we will be playing. You got the Baltimore Ravens. That's a loss. You think that's a loss? I just think they're too solid right now. Yeah, but... Uh, Either it's going to be a close game or they're going to completely... Demolish us? Yeah. I just feel like they're too young. They're too strong. And unless we come out there... I mean, it just depends on how they start. we start the season. Right now... I think that game will be more on Zeke's hands because if you can run the ball on them, like Derrick Henry ran the ball yeah. on them, 
I think that's the way you leave Lamar Jackson on yeah, the, the sideline. Yeah, but I mean, you, Zeke is not that far off. Zeke, you could say he's easily top five running backs in the league. Uh, you don't think so? You got? I, I think he's back end now. Huh? I think he's like probably number six. Top ten then? He's top ten. Yeah, but not top five. But I just think his production has slowed down. I think it's not physically. I just think mentally he doesn't want to push his body that much. Uh, it could be. It could be. Uh, but I think uh, with higher pay, it's definitely higher expectations. So I think his productive level has been increased because you wanted that money. So now you gotta uh, level the playing field, your money with your production. If your production goes down and your money's up, something's not right there. So I think uh, that game will come down to Zeke running over, uh, running over a hundred yards, maybe two hundred yards. I don't know. He can. He just hasn't done it lately. Yeah. Well, he didn't do it last season. It'll come down to that because if he does it, you know, you can play action. Now now you got now you got it going. Yeah. Now you can you create chances for other people, one on one matchups on the outside. You got the tight end especially. I wanna see this dude shine, man. I think uh Blake yeah, Jarwin yeah. is gonna be a stud. So Oh man. Can I put my money on Zeke to be the one to make things happen? No. So I will put a loss as well. A loss, maybe not a blowout, but as of right now, I don't think uh, I can put my trust on Zeke to get us over the top. So I would give us a loss because Zeke would have to be the absolute answer for this yeah. win, and I don't think he could do it. Uh, Cleveland, you got Baker Mayfield over there, Juice Landry, Juice Landry. Uh, Joku, do you he, like Baker Mayfield? Yeah, bro. You think? Well, let me tell you this. I liked him. I liked him in in Oklahoma, even though I'm a Texas guy. Yeah. I liked him in Oklahoma because he was very doubted. He always played with like this chip on his shoulder every time. Small, small. He's a big underdog. undersized guy. Yeah. Uh, so those kind of guys always like give me uh, give me a reason to root for them yeah, because yeah. they're always doubted. But whenever he got to Cleveland. The first season he didn't start. He wasn't the starter. It was Tyrod Taylor. Uh-huh. But then, but then he when he became the guy, and then going leading into his second season, I felt like his demeanor just completely changed. He had commercials going on. Yeah. I felt like he let himself go. His body was fucking ridiculous. Like he he looked like he was out of shape. He looked like he gained weight, unnecessary weight. Um, he tried to force the ball to Odell. He was. In the media, he was like nonchalant, and 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 for some reason, I just didn't like his overall um, energy that he was putting out there, and it gave me somewhat of a cause to pause, I guess. And and he's also got this few, and then he starts feuding with uh, Sam Ellinger from Texas, and this guy's in the NFL, and you're talking about a Texas guy in in college. I don't like you, and he knows I don't like him, and I know he doesn't like me either. Don't be surprised if Sam Ellinger is supposed to come out next year and he goes to a good team. That's going to be a good matchup to see the two guys that yeah. don't like each other. But we'll talk about that uh, another oh, day. Okay. Cleveland, do I think they have it together? Uh, they just lost their coach, uh, Freddie Kitchens. and They I think lost Odell, too? No, not yet. No? No. I he uh, he, from the, there's I heard, rumors. I heard he's, they're trying to get rid of him. There's oh, rumors. I've, I've, yeah, yeah. That, that he's unhappy and he's willing to leave and wants to be traded. But 
nothing has been done yet and nothing is uh, set in stone. People so. just don't like being at Cleveland. No, but okay, I'll tell you this. If they were winning, if they were winning, it wouldn't be a problem. I don't think that's the issue. I just think they don't like Cleveland. Come on, bro. Every time they get a good player, they don't last. Have you uh, ever thought about that? Well, Cleveland hasn't won anywhere yeah. this whole time until they got Baker Mayfield. No, but last season was pretty decent for them. Who was there, Baker Mayfield? He started last year? No, he, started no, he didn't start. He started this year. He he started this last season. That just yeah, happened. 2019. But he 2018, start, they, he, they had a good season in 2018. They gave it to him halfway. Oh, uh, no, I'm not even less than halfway. I want to say like two, three games in. Oh, okay. Tyrod okay. Taylor got hurt, and Baker Mayfield got in there, and after that, didn't give the job back. Mm. It made it easy for them to transition. Yeah. So, yeah, so I, I think we can win that game for sure. I think that we can compete against Cleveland right now. And I think we can get the dub, yeah. even though Nick Chubb is a monster. He's a he's a solid running back. I like oh, him. Yeah, and, I like uh, him too. I liked him coming out of Georgia. Uh, so he was he's for sure a solid guy that I like to root for as well. Then you got the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh, they got uh, Ben Roethlisberger coming back. He's coming back. Yeah, he was hurt all last season. He had Tommy John surgery, so that's a problem. Damn, I, I don't. I thought he was out. Uh, uh, like, retired? I, I thought he was like retired. No, he just didn't play uh, last season. He only played like a one game, and he he um, messed up his elbow. Juju Smith Schuster, I think by the Cowboys, if I'm not mistaken, I believe they're gonna draft the corner from Florida, and from what I hear, he is a lockdown corner. So if you can lock down. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster, I think you pretty much got it down. I know uh, TJ Watt is out there playing good. Uh, James Conner, they got him out there. And I think they're going to draft, if I'm not mistaken, I believe they're looking for a receiver. So if they add a solid receiver, maybe, maybe they can get us. But I believe the Cowboys right now, healthy, if healthy, and when healthy, we can compete against the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I'll say a dub. Then you got the Cincinnati Bengals. With Andy Dalton. With Andy Dalton and soon to come, um, Joe Burrow. You think so? I believe so. I don't think they'll be stupid enough to trade a, a franchise quarterback. I think he's for the long term, Joe Burrow. But... From what I'm seeing and from what I'm hearing, I don't think he wants to be there. I don't think he wants to go there just because he said it. I want to go somewhere where we're going to win. Do you believe you're going to win going to Cincinnati? I mean, Cincinnati has a first overall pick for a reason. Obviously, they're not that great. Uh, Coaching-wise, they're starting. They're going to have to get somebody or they have somebody that's going to have to work with uh, Joe Burrow. Me personally, the way I feel about Joe Burrow is that Joe Brady, the hit, the 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 offensive coordinator now for the Panthers was the guy that changed his life, if I'm not mistaken. I think he's the one that like really made him over the top because he played four years, three years, and and didn't do so good. He played, he was good, he was a good quarterback, but he wasn't this. Yeah. Now, what would you do? If you're Cincinnati, would you trade your first overall pick to get more picks, to get more players on on every um, other positions, or just settle for your quarterback? 
because if you can't protect that quarterback, how long is he going to last? Yeah. I don't know. I never really looked into Cincinnati like that. Yes, and they still have Andy Dalton, like you said. Yeah. So, obviously, they're going to want him to stay there. So they he still can. have A.J. Green, right? Mm-hmm. They still have A.J. Green. Um, he's been on and off. But I think he's been on and off because of Andy Dalton. Yeah, he's had injuries, and he's, like, hesitant of leaving, staying. Yeah. But I think with Joe Burrow, I think he would love Joe Burrow. I hope so. I think him. I like those A.J. Two, Green. I think those two will have a good chemistry. And I think if you can put a solid team around Joe Burrow – Already having a decent running back, um, and you having uh, AJ Green. Let's just say you trade for somebody else. I don't know. Uh, get you a tight end. You might have something to build on. Maybe you won't win immediately, and I don't expect them to win mm-hmm. immediately. But I do expect them to at least start place. to start to create uh, a decent team around them, uh, a winning uh, culture there, because uh, kind of like a. Uh, What's his name? Uh, Kyler Murray. He went to the to the to the Arizona Cardinals, but we knew he wasn't gonna win because the Arizona Cardinals had the first overall pick. But you see signs of what they could be, um, and now they're making moves and they're making additions and who know and they still have the draft to look forward to, so they can put pieces around them to protect Kyler Murray, and and you can see the development of the team, and that's what I expect from Cincinnati. They're not gonna go right away. Um, which because none of us expect him to, but I expect him to do the same, build the right way. I still be I still believe the Cowboys beat them though. I don't think they're in the necessary position to win. Oh no! Unless Joe Burrow just goes off. What, what game? What game will they be in the season? Uh, this is no order. Okay, this is just a random. I'm just going down the list of the okay, teams. Okay. I'm not going through. I'm not going uh. Because everything is to be announced. Okay. There's no time. There's oh, no place. Yeah, there's yeah, nothing yeah, because yeah. we don't know when the season is going to start. True. So we're just going just based off names. We're not going on any specific order. But as of right now, from what I've seen from the Bengals, I don't think they can hang with the Cowboys. So I'm going to give the Cowboys a win on that one. Then you have San Francisco. The runners up for the uh, Super Bowl. They have a hellacious defensive line that can get after the quarterback oh yeah yeah. um their defense is with them i think their front their front four i believe they play with a front four are stacked their backfield i don't really necessarily fear their backfield so i believe if zeke can do his thing he will help us out a lot to give jarwin the time of day to get open Gallup and amari I think our receivers are better than their receivers. I think we can outscore them. I think Dak is better than Jimmy Garoppolo. I think anybody's better than Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I've never been a Garoppolo kind of guy. I think he's decent, but I think he's a system guy. You know what I mean? Like, he can't do it just by himself. He has yeah. to be in the right system. And he's he hasn't gone from bad teams. He's gone from Belichick to... Uh, Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, no, uh, he's he's been in a great place uh, with coaches, his career. Yeah. with good coaches, and good with good teams that are winning. Yeah, never never to sorry teams. Yeah, you didn't have to rebuild around him, which kind of you can kind of somewhat say San Francisco has been bad for a long oh, time. They were horrible. For yeah, a they long were time. bad for a long time. And what's crazy is that I think they, they didn't were, have a defense. I think they were better than I think they were worse than us, and they rebuilt so fast. 
that they got them to the championship. Yeah. What are we doing wrong? There's something that we can't be doing that they were down for so long and not going to the playoffs. And all of a sudden they get Kyle Shanahan and they rebuild like within two years and get to the Super Bowl. Kyle Shanahan. Exactly. Fuck yeah. That's exactly why I believe. I believe that too. That man, him and his dad, because him and his dad be right there together. So that plays a big part in their success. So do you believe they beat the San Francisco 49ers? I believe, I believe it'll be close because their defense is just so tough. It's very hard. Yeah. So I don't know if our line is going to be able to. Oh, we lost our to, center. We lost our center. Yeah. yeah. Travis Frederick. Well, I don't know if we're going to draft Joe Looney maybe in there. They probably throw him in there. Uh, depending on the time and the, uh, the the date of the season uh, for that specific game, you know uh, Tyron Smith might be hurt. Tyron Smith, his career has been up and down. Sometimes he's hurt. Sometimes he's uh, active. You never know with him. So if you don't have him and you just lost a pro, an all, an all pro center. center, you're leaving Zach Martin by himself. Zach Martin can only do so much. So that'll be tough. That'll yeah. definitely be tough. And it'll be tough on Dak because Dak needs some of that time, you oh, know, yeah, yeah. to be able to get open. Maybe. Depending on the way uh, Blake Jarwin can can hold up, yeah. maybe that could create more of uh, space and uh, targets, not only for him but for his teammates. You can use him as a blocker. You can use him somewhere to create space. But um, would you say it could be a tie? It's gonna be close. <laughs> I, I won't say it's gonna be close. It's gonna be all all defense on San Francisco, all offense on uh, yeah yeah I believe on the that Cowboys too. side. So it's just gonna be close. It's gonna be one of those games similar to how they played. Uh, Do you think the the defense of San Francisco is more dominant than their offense? Oh, definitely. Because I think the Cowboys are more even. Like yeah, their yeah. offense is yeah. dominant. Yeah. I mean, not dominant, but they're competitive. And they want a playoff game. Also, the defense is also uh, competitive. Let's not, let's not go back to they want to play San Francisco for that. Want a playoff game, and I think uh, uh, Garoppolo only had like four receptions. <laughs> No, for uh, attempts. For attempts. Oh, wow. And they want a playoff game like that. Yeah. So, so okay. Yeah, I, I, get, I get your point. You I get, get. I feel that. I get you. I get what you mean. So, yeah. I mean, I think it's going to be all around competitive. And I think. They're all defense in the running <clears throat> game. They have a decent running game. So, if we're able to stop their running game and kind of. I, I think guess, we can because I think we put the pieces together. I'm going to go against, uh, against the grain and I'm going to say we're going to win. I don't believe it's San Francisco. Yeah. And I think we will win that game. This is gonna be kind of crazy, right? But uh, let me just let me just tell you, you got the Arizona Cardinals. Hmm. I don't know about you, but I like Kyler Murray a lot, a lot. I think he's one of those quarterbacks that is very, very underrated right now, just because he's barely getting started into his NFL career. Second year, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I think, and they just added... Uh, they still have David Johnson? They traded him. They traded him? They traded him uh, for... Uh, damn, what's his name? For receiver for the Texans. Uh, with the dreads. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, uh, damn, I forgot his name. Uh, Watson? No, uh, that's no, the quarterback. No, no, yeah. Damn. Man, that's uh, going to kill me. I can't believe I don't know that. I know this dude. Um... So they just added him, and and uh, they got. I think they still have Drake, the running back that they traded for last season. And now they Hopkins. 
D Hop. Yeah, DeAndre. Hopkins. Yeah, DeAndre Hopkins. There you go. Yeah, Man, I can't believe it. I'm gonna slap myself for that one. No, me too. Like, I, and I always get him confused with uh, Bernard Hopkins. <laughs> well, yeah, there's, there's no Bernard Hopkins is a boxer. No, uh, no, no, I get him confused with uh, either him or the quarterback from uh, and the quarterback Deshaun from Watson. Texan. Yeah, Deshaun, Deshaun Watson, and, and then DeAndre also Hopkins. and I also mix him up with Lamar Jackson. Uh, for some reason, all three of them. Uh, I, I name one the other one I feel like my grandma whenever she's calling me my brother's name or my I cousin's name yeah. I feel you uh, so yeah they just added DeAndre Hopkins and I think for sure I that's, believe that's this a good is, team and this is no question this is no questions asked who's better Kyler Murray or Jimmy Garoppolo bro Kyler Murray's definitely better yeah I think Jimmy he may be Gar- shorter Jimmy Garoppolo will always be to me a backup quarterback Tim Tebow Nah, Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow is a pastor. <laughs> he was great <laughs> college. He was a great college player, but in the NFL, it just it, it just didn't it just didn't work for him. Yeah. Um, but uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, he's a good backup. Um, he played like whenever he doesn't have to play a whole season, he'll play some good games. Yeah, he'll definitely have himself a game. But I feel like his his arm tires out, and uh, he just doesn't play his best. Um, and then on the full season. Yeah, and I believe his defense puts him in position to win yeah. games, even though he doesn't have the best production. Yeah. So I think uh, Arizona will beat us. That being said, I just think, um, I think. Uh, I don't know. I, I think don't know. I think uh, Kyler Murray is too quick. He can get uh, first downs, escape the pocket, and move around and be able to get to the first down. I think DeAndre Hopkins is going to be a badass addition for them that's, and for that, him. That's true. And having uh, Drake running the ball as good as he did last year, because he did almost Arizona almost beat San Francisco twice, twice. And Arizona last year was the worst team. Well, I mean, he uh, going they, into the season because they had the first I just overall feel like pick. They never had any receivers. Well, they haven't had receivers since they. Uh, they ha- oh, they have. Fitz, uh, they uh, still have him. Fitzgerald, Fitzgerald, Larry Fitzgerald. But Fitzgerald's no, he's, but he's like another win to me. I get what you mean. But I think he was more productive. He was good, at, like, forever. At his prime? He was good for Yeah, for as long as I can remember, he was really good. But he just started. They never gave him any help. He just started, yeah. Yeah. So now that he has DeAndre Hopkins. It was who, great for who, fantasy. Who do you think took the number one uh, receiving spot? Obviously, it's going to be DeAndre Hopkins. That gives yeah, Fitzgerald a little bit of more room. And Drake, and with the mobility of Kyler Murray, I think he's going to be too much for us. So I give Arizona the win on that one. I think we'll lose to Arizona, it, even though I believe that game is supposed to be here, and Kyler Murray is from here. He's from Allen, Texas, and so I'm pretty sure he would have himself a field day not only playing against the Cowboys, which is I believe his uh, his team that he grew up watching, his rooting for, and not only that, but he gets to play at Cowboy Stadium where he, I guess you can say envisioned himself playing as a little kid and most likely and most important in front of his friends and family because they will be here he'll be able to show out it'll be kind of a quote-unquote home game for him and so i think i just think that he'll show out on that game just because of the of what it would be and what it would feel like playing it back at his hometown in front of his friends and family and with this new team and new additions to his team to his arsenal i think he would just be able to flourish with those uh accolades of him uh Coming back, and then you got the Rams, a new, a new rebuilding Rams where they got rid of Todd Gurley, 
They get. I think they got rid of Brandon Cooks. They got. Uh, I think they said uh, Jared Goff is gonna restructure his deal to be able to get a little bit more cap space. So uh, I don't know exactly what he's trying to do. You're pretty much fucked for a, for a while having him around. Do I believe in Jared Goff? No, I do not believe in Jared Goff. I think him and Jimmy G are somewhat similar um, system guys. Um, I think if Jared Goff were to leave the Rams, I don't think he would be as successful. Now, I'm not saying he's trash. I'm not saying he can't play. But I just don't think he can live up to those expectations and the standards that he had when he went to the Super Bowl. Uh, so they're, they're a new addition. They're a new upcoming team. I think they lost uh, Matthews. Uh, that just came from the Clay Matthews, the one that just came from uh, he went from Green Bay to uh, to the Rams, and I think he I think it was just a one year deal. Yeah. Um. So they lost him, and now they're going youth. Uh, obviously, they went all out giving contracts out in their first season in their Super Bowl run, but now that you see it didn't work, and now the second season you stick you stuck with those same players, and it didn't obviously it didn't work. You didn't even make the playoffs, so now you're stuck with all this all these contracts. Uh, so you have to let people go. You let a, t- uh, a keep to leave go. You let uh, I think Marcus Peters go, uh, and all the other uh, all the other uh, players that I just mentioned. So I think they're in rebuild mode. Now, do I believe they they could be an upside to their um, in the future? Uh, yes, but I don't think it will be next season. And I think we would be too much for them right now, the way we are. So I would give the Cowboys a win on that one against the Rams. I'll give them against the Rams. They upset us, though. Who, the Rams? Yeah. Yeah, but that's when they had everybody. And they, had, they didn't even have uh, Todd Gurley running. They had a big dude. Oh, damn. I can't believe I can't remember any of these guys. Uh, I just don't like the Rams. Uh, they beat us. I mean, they, they just beat us, bro. They just outran us. We I just didn't perform. It, I think it's been like, what, two, three years in a row? Two two years? That they've beat that, us? That they've beat us. I think it hurt more when they beat us in the playoffs. Yeah. That was bad. I was like, damn. I thought we would have been. I never able to cared much. More. Ab- I never cared much about them, and then I made friends from LA. And they fuck with the and with the Rams heavy. They don't watch football at all. But whenever the Rams play the Cowboys, oh, they Whoa. made sure we knew. <laughs> uh, Especially when they the those both times they beat us. Yeah. So you got the Seattle Seahawks. You got Russell Wilson, um, which is that's enough. Um, I wouldn't say that's enough. To me, but Russell he, Wilson can make plays. It doesn't matter if he's playing with sec, like uh, second string. Third, he's a very consistent receivers. quarterback. He's one of the yeah. most consistent quarterbacks in the league. I want to say he's like a coach, a coach and a quarterback. At the same time? At the same time. Yeah, he, you could say that. He just knows how to make He make just knows plays. the game, studies the game. He knows how to win. And Yeah, he's just an overall winner. And he can do it. But do, does, do I believe he has the pieces to do it? Sometimes I believe they don't. But he just makes it work. Yeah. It's kind of like Aaron Rodgers. He just makes it work. They have uh, they have a couple of receivers. Uh, DK Metcalf. Uh, and they have um, they have certain pieces in play. Um, of course, they lost the Lade- uh, Jadavion Clowning in the in the uh, in the off season. So 
they they lost certain pieces, but do I believe they will still beat us? No. I don't believe so. I think we win that game. I'm not saying we'll blow them out, and I'm not saying we will we would uh, lose badly, but I think it'd be very competitive now that it's uh, uh, McCarthy in our side, and I'm not putting all the weight on him, but I think it will definitely bring us a, bring a different dynamic to our team. So where teams are kind of, they know we're a run first team. So they already know what we're going to bring, but I think, with uh, with a second season and a second year for uh, for our coordinator, what's his name? Uh, bro, we can't get no names today. Nah, bro, we've been we've been off the grid. <laughs> we've been this quarantine is killing us, but uh, Kellen Moore. There you go. Sorry about Kellen that. Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore with a second season with him. Um, running plays getting together with Dak I'm hoping during this quarantine I'm hoping him and Dak are are on the phone well we already know what Dak is doing but I didn't get invited to a party but it's okay me either um, I believe I believe I believe they are I believe Dak might not show that he is but I'm pretty sure he's trying to win wherever he's at mm -hmm. and uh, I mean he's gonna be with the Cowboys for this year apparently well, yeah. I mean he hasn't signed but, but he's he has uh, obligations. Yeah. Oblig unless he just completely sits out the whole season. But I don't think he's that kind of player. I don't think so either, but, I mean, he might stick to his guns and he might do it. Ain't no telling. But I do believe we beat Seattle. So, right as of right now, I have one, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, a ten win. Ten wins for the Cowboys. That's a lot. Yeah. Atlanta. But that's 17 games or 16? This is 16 games. 16 games. Without the bye week. Okay. So 17 maybe? I don't know. Uh, as of right now, this is what I have. Okay. And these are the confirmed teams that we would be playing. That's not bad. 10 wins. Uh, again, just remember the name of the podcast. We could be wrong. So Atlanta, do you believe they have enough? They lost Mohamed Sanu. They still have Julio. They added Todd Gurley. They lost Hooper. Um, they added a tight end. I know they did, but I can't remember his name. And it's a known tight end. Damn, sorry. But they uh, they added Todd Gurley. They have uh, Matt Ryan. And they added New, new Jerseys. You seen their New Jerseys? Nah. I yeah. think I have that. I'm going to say no. Well, Atlanta... For some reason, since the playoff run, I don't think they can do it, bro. I don't think they, I don't think they um, have rebuilt the right way. Um, they only have Julio really to threaten they the added, backfield. Uh, Hayden Hurst, or was it Jaden Graham? Graham, there Graham. you go. I never really, I haven't looked at the Falcons ever since they had that run. Uh, Whenever they went to Super Bowl. But I've always liked Matt Ryan. I think Matt Ryan is underappreciated sometimes. He's underrated. Yeah. For sure. I think he's very underappreciated, even though they gave him, uh, one, a nickname in Mighty Ice. Not everybody gets a nickname. Um, except with Daniel Jones. As soon as he got in the league, he became Danny Dimes. But uh, Atlanta, 
so far they need a receiver, another uh, receiver to replace Muhammad Sanu. They do have another receiver, bro. They have that dude that came out of uh, college. Uh, look up their receivers. Look up uh, Atlanta Atlanta's receivers. I know I'm missing one because I think the Cowboys were trying to draft him, but the the Atlanta Falcons moved up. Devin Gray? No. Christian Blake? No. Russell Gage? Nope. Brandon Powell? Nope. Calvin Ridley? Ridley. Ridley? That's him. Okay. That's the way. Third year from yeah. Alabama? Yeah, from Alabama. That's who we were trying to get at oh, one okay, point. okay. Uh, so they do have they do have another receiver, and if I'm not mistaken, if they draft another solid receiver or a slot receiver or even another tight end, a decent tight end, uh, they could cause problems. Mm, do I believe they can handle us? I don't think anybody really can handle Julio. I think Julio is one of the best, one of the best receivers in the league. Yeah, size, speed, skill. I just think everything is. He's pretty solid. Uh, but no, I do not believe the fight the uh, the Falcons will beat us. I'll take another win on that one. Then you have the Vikings with Kirk Cousins. That's a win for me. They lost. Uh, they lost Diggs. Exactly. I've never liked Kirk Cousins. You've never liked her. I like Kirk Cousins, but I just don't believe he's better than Dak. And he, and during his I Redskins career, he never beat him. Yeah. He's only beaten Dak once. And he had he was loaded. He had Kevin Rudolph, uh, uh, Diggs. He had. Uh, this was last year, right? Yeah. The, last days. year we had a horrible season. Last year I don't even count it as a season for the Cowboys. Dev, uh, for me, Dalvin Cook. They had him. Yeah. No, they they had he had a good roster last year. Um, Adam Thielen. Yeah. Bro, they were loaded. He had I think that's yeah. by far his best team that he's yeah. ever had. But they couldn't win. They couldn't make the playoffs. No, I'm lying. They did make the playoffs. They beat uh, they, did. they beat uh, New Orleans. Um, again. Uh, so do I believe he can beat us? No. I think he had he took advantage of our situation of what we were going through at the time, and it exceeded expectations. And I think he he beat us pretty good. So I'm gonna go ahead and take the dub against now this a lot may be biased so i have us with one two three four losses four losses and one three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve wins twelve and four that's pretty biased it is right it sounds way pretty biased now if i'm being realistic i get ten and six i give ten and six nine and seven now, whether I'd say which one I would do that. Nine and seven? Yeah. Damn. I just, I'm sorry, man, but I just can't get my hopes up too much because I like to be realistic that yeah. we are starting with a new coach and there was going to be a year with a new coach, a uh, horrible off season. Uh, so okay. everybody's going to be rusting. I feel that. I Especially feel that. Uh, mixed emotions with Dak. Uh, no, I mean, uh, with his contract. So, when you have all issues, kinds of you have issues with your leaders, barriers. which is I mean, you have a new coach. You have issues with your leader, your your quarterback, mm -hmm. and that's just enough to stir up the pot to give you some some games, some troubles, and some games that should be easy wins that could easily go south. 
Yeah. What happened last year with the Jets? What happened last year with the Jets? It is... was supposed to be a blowout for us, and it was the opposite. Yeah, it was, but we couldn't stop the run. That's where you started noticing that you couldn't, that the Cowboys could not stop the run to couldn't save their anything. lives. There's a lot of players that didn't show up and that didn't do anything. Bad game. It was definitely one of our worst games ever. Yeah. I think, to be honest, what hurt me the most might have been that game and the Chicago Chicago, Chicago Bears That game. should have been another win. There's a lot of wins. There was a lot. At the same time, we also had a horrible-ass kicker. That too, but I will never, uh, ever pl- blame pl- it on the kicker. Sometimes you can, and sometimes it's not fair to blame it on the kicker because it's not fair, if you blame it on the kicker, you just didn't do enough during the whole game yeah. to to where you you brought it down. If uh, three to games, the yeah, if if it came down to three points, then you have more problems, not just the kicker. Right. So I had a twelve and four season for the Cowboys. Mm, that's just going based off what I see, twelve and four. And now, if I'm being realistic, and I'll give them ten and six, ten and six. That's sixteen games. But if there's another, for whatever reason, another game added to this, because um, it's supposed to be a seventeen game regular season, we'll we'll redo this and we'll bring it back up. But as of right now, that's that's ideal. You said nine and seven. That's I think that's a little. You're doing a little too much. Because I could. I believe we can compete better than that, but I said that last year and we ended up eight and eight. So yeah, hey. I let you convince me last year, um, but I'm not letting you do that this year. This but, year I'm gonna be more realistic, maybe a little bit more harsh on them, the right. way you are with my boy Luca. Oh, but I'm just, I'm just gonna see if Dak shows up the way he's supposed to, because he he was responsible for a lot of, even though he had a hell of a season, mm-hmm. he had the yards. And but the yards that he had were because he was behind. Yeah, I mean, I get that. I guess so that he didn't make. Uh, he made a lot of plays, but he didn't make key plays to win the yeah. games at, at times. Uh, so you can give it to both, but definitely our defense was off. Oh last yeah, year. our yeah. defense was trash. Yeah, it definitely was, and nobody expected it. Everybody expected the opposite for yeah. it to be off. Uh, defense dominant and at least the offense to hold it down at least for a little bit but it was the opposite i think this year our offense was a little bit better uh not a whole lot better because amari was hurt uh zeke wasn't producing he was still running cabo sand and demarcus lawrence wasn't playing that yeah. good i feel like everybody was celebrating after the third win or after the third game yeah and this Literally. year i'm not gonna do that uh i'm gonna celebrate when we're in the playoffs I mean, you can give credit when credit is due and say that they played well, but don't get over the top with it and and say, like, if you just won a big game, knowing you just beat. A, so if we beat Cincinnati, you shouldn't be pounding the pounding the table and saying we just won. We, we beat Cincinnati and now we on. We just you saw how way we beat them, bro. They were the worst team. They had the first pick. So what what does yeah. that mean? So you just got to be able to know when to give credit and give the certain amount of credit and move on. That's yeah. it. Uh, now if you beat uh Pittsburgh, uh that's a big team, a decent team. Hmm. Uh Baltimore, if you definitely yeah. beat Baltimore, yeah, yeah. But humbly brag, don't just brag, humbly brag, because just as much good as they can do, I mean, as we can do, they can do even better. Yeah. So with that being said, with the Cowboys being uh, in my opinion, uh, a playoff team, yeah, 
I think you would agree with that. Yeah. Uh, which player do you think will stand out this season? Cause I'm hoping Amari does. You hoping Amari? I'm hoping Amari does. I'm hoping because he's getting. I want to say of he's flat. had a lot of rest to whatever injury he had last year, whatever issues he had mentally that he wasn't being able to perform his best because he had a lot of drop balls, and mm-hmm. he wasn't he wasn't finishing uh, the routes the way he was supposed to. And he had a horrible back end of the season. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he was even like sitting out plays like, yeah. a lot. Yeah. So I'm hoping he's a little bit more productive this year because uh, that th- that's definitely going to help out Dak. Yeah. Um, he's his best receiver. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely Amari uh, earned the money that he just got paid. Mm-hmm. Uh, First and second season. Yeah. He played two seasons with the Cowboys. Yeah. So he should be no. He, he should be pretty good. Uh, and well oriented with Dak's, uh, I guess system. Yeah, and the fact that he wanted to be there. Yeah, he so, didn't just exploring everybody and be like, okay, you know what? I think I should just stay. Yeah. No, he said from the beginning, I want to be here. This is where I want to stay, and I want to play with him with yeah. Dak. Yeah. So obviously that gives them a, a chemistry. Yeah. Like a very he's, good. Bond. He's supposed to be our Des Bryant right now. I think he should be better than Des Bryant. I think I, I believe I he can be. Des Bryant does I believe, not come close to the Mario. No, I Cooper. believe he can be, but I mean, at the at, in Des Bryant days, Des Bryant was the guy. Uh yeah, because his, there was in not his, other in guys. His prime, in his prime, he was our our A one receiver. In in that time, do you think there was more better receivers, uh, or a, a, an abundance of receivers as much as there is now? I think, uh, yeah. I think there's more receivers now than there was back then, because back then I think the only comparison was Megatron. Julio, Des Bryant, and who else? I don't see anybody that was uh, actually like I mean, at that time. Shit, uh, Chad Johnson was still out there. Uh, Randy Moss, I think, were still playing back when they were when when these guys were being considered. You had to. You had yeah, but those dudes were at the back end of their career yeah, yeah, already. Yeah. So there was nobody like really compete right now. You got Amari, you got a uh, um, well, I mean, I can't say. Antonio Brown because not playing, but you got not Julio, yet. Mike Thomas, you got a uh, uh, dude from Green Bay. I forgot his name. Uh, Adams. Yeah. Um. There's there's a lot there's a lot of receivers out there that can there's a, there's a lot of competition. Um. So, I I see what you're saying, and I I think Amari needs to hopefully. Uh, I just, I just think he was hurt. That's no, my yeah, honest I, opinion. I, I think it was his injury that was uh making him lack confidence in himself so he would rather sit out plays or he will he wouldn't run the way he was supposed to yeah i think he was scared to get injured and be out the full season instead of him just being out there and at least making his presence there and they're like okay if i'm here i'm gonna get the attention and that will help my teammates out but that that didn't go as planned yeah i think uh blake jarman will definitely be the biggest standout to me I think the difference between him and Jason Witten is 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 a big gap in between them. The athleticism, the the youth, the mm-hmm. age. Uh, I think it's gonna be uh, kind of somewhat eye opening for Jerry Jones and um, Jason Garrett. Even though he's gonna be in New York, he ain't really gonna care anymore. But that they should have been doing this last season. That this season, last season, should have been Blake Jarwin's year. But they didn't do that because of the return of Jason Witten. And now with him being gone and now you have Blake Jarwin as your number one tight end, I think he's going to stand out. I think he's going to show you what he could have done. 
what what he could have brought to the to the team because you saw it when he played last year even though he only had half the targets that Jason Witten had he is productive level his production level was high yeah you can see the 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 want after the catch like every time he caught the ball he wanted to get at least four five yards after it and fight for balls and and just do whatever he can he could to to um to help the team and make it better, especially at the tight end position where we needed a lot of production. I think he is going to be the key for our success. Having a solid tight end matters a lot in the NFL, and especially for the Cowboys. I think uh, since we've had Jason Witten, we've always had that safety blanket with Romo, with and now with Dak, that we need a, a solid tight end when, the, when our running back is not producing, when our wideouts are not open, you have your tight end there that he can actually uh, – uh, help out in the middle of the field and be able to help us we get those first downs that we desperately need. So, with that being said, sticking to football, we saw the big move from Bill Belichick and Brady's separation. Yeah. Uh, we saw them, uh, well, obviously Belichick stay with the uh, with the Patriots and uh, Brady moving on and going to the, to the Buccaneers. And now... I think he signed a two-year deal. Do you think he's going to win the Super Bowl over there before Brady, before Belichick gets to the Super Bowl again? Or you just feel like that's over? Like it's over for Brady, that he's not getting to another oh, Super Bowl. No, no. I, I believe, especially where he's at right now, that he can get it done. Yeah. It's going to be, I think it's going to be tougher because he's, he's in a division where. He's playing with uh, quarterbacks on his level. Elite level. Yeah. yeah. And his division is hella tough. Yeah. Um, Quarterback-wise. Th- those are guys that have been playing for as long as he has been playing. Um. Well, you got uh, Drew Brees. And then you got... Uh, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. The only one that's not there anymore would be Cam Newton with the Panthers. Now they have Teddy Bridgewater. That I want to, I still consider Teddy Bridgewater, not elite. No, but he was. I, I think he's, he's around I, the same I age. Think he's he's an OG he, in the game. Yeah, but I think his uh, the way he plays is I, pretty similar to Drew. From what I've heard, there, um, he's the best backup quarterback in the league. Yeah, maybe people would agree, or maybe they might disagree and say, um, uh, Nick Foles. Might be the better Nick Foles, maybe just because he has that title. I guess he has that ring. That's what he has. Yeah. Well, that, that, that's all I meant by title. Um. So. I don't know. I don't know if some people may call him. Well. It, it's a toss up between either, either, either or. But. The reason why I ask is that, when they when when Brady retires. Whenever that is, do you think he'll get into coaching? Because the whole thing is, people say, well, the the, the ultimate competitiveness in, in what's going on is who can get to the Super Bowl before the other. Okay, say neither one of them do, right? Say from now on, neither yeah. one of them get there and whatever. Now, do you believe he gets, because Brady is in love with football. He he loves that shit. So yeah. he, he feels like that's his calling. Do I see him as an analyst? Cause a lot of people go from, from the field to the to, uh behind the desk and, and and analyzing football. I don't think that's his thing. I don't think he can I think he wants to be involved with the game. And I see him on the sidelines being a coach. I, I that's what I believe. 
do you believe his ultimate goal would be to be on the sideline as a coach competing against his former coach you know being on the opposite side and being uh it's different when you're the player because the player can get the glory because he's on the field but when you're both coaches now you're on the same playing field like you got the ultimate coach that's been there and has been coaching for years and you know this guy that knows all about football he loves that shit like he studies it to the t he knows a lot of it may not know a whole lot of defense because you know uh belichick is a defensive coach and brady may be an offensive coach but that doesn't mean he can hire defensive minded coaches and help him out with that side of the ball so do you believe that will be the ultimate pick like like yeah i'm the best i won these rings with you and now i'm gonna make my own legacy with with in coaching kind of like yeah like kobe and and jordan like he always tried to get those six rings uh but now uh but now brady's in the on the sideline with a clipboard and he's gonna be coaching his own team do you think that would be the ultimate like damn do you like is that his ultimate get back like because i think he felt a certain way the way belichick was treating him and the way he treated him his whole career so do you believe things would be different if he get, it gets involved in coaching. Does that change the game for both of them? I think that would be number one and number two. Uh, must I watch see, TV. I see I see it happening. The uh, reason why he left, because he wants to be the best without Belichick. Yeah. Uh, and I want to say, it's either he's either not going to be involved after he, after he retires. Like, he might just be like, screw it. I played... You know my best years, mm-hmm. and I'm done. Mm-hmm. Done, completely done with football. Or he'll be a coach, like you say. Yeah. Like either you're done with it, or either you're still in it. Yeah. If you can't play, then you're gonna be calling plays. Yeah. And um, yeah, definitely see him being a uh, competition. And I think that's the guy because everybody says uh, he's the best coach in, in, in if anything, unless old heads, you know, yeah. old say people from back in the day. Um, but as of right now in this generation, people, and I think nobody can disagree that Bill Belichick is the best quarterback, right? I mean, the best coach. coach. Yeah. He's the Phil Jackson of NFL right now. Yeah. Um, so I think it will be very interesting if you see Brady decide to go into coaching. Yeah. Now they're going to be like, okay, now he's stepping into his battlefield. Like Belichick is battlefield. Now you're going to compete against your old coach. I may not be. Do you compare uh, Brady to Jordan? Do I compare Brady to Jordan? As far as what? As success, like, well, uh, Jordan won most of his uh, rings rings with Phil Jackson, uh-huh. which was one of the best coaches, mm-hmm. if not the best of the NBA. And you have similar situation here with the NFL, Bill uh, Belichick with Tom Brady with Tom Brady, yeah. But none who's of being called the goat, even though now he's at the back end of his career. Who Brady? Yeah, yeah. And do you feel that comparison of them too? Yeah, I mean, I see, I see what you're saying, and I do. I I see why. Like every time they they were they went in to battle together. Yeah, to their ups and downs, and they they were able to uh, come out with wins, and sometimes they took the L. But because I'm pretty sure a lot of people thought that Jordan was gonna come back and coach. Just like you're thinking right now with Brady. Yeah, but he didn't. 
he didn't, but he became an owner of the team. Yeah. He became the order, uh, owner, the owner of the Bobcats. Of the Charlotte. Charlotte. Uh, Bobcats. No, not there. Wasn't the Bobcats? They're not the Bobcats. The Charlotte Hornets. Weren't they the Bobcats? They were the Bobcats at one point. They, they were. They kept whenever from the whenever, Bobcats to to the Hornets. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, whatever. But they were the Hornets first. Then whenever the he, whenever he bought them, didn't they change to the Bobcats? And then they went back to the Hornets. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, I know it's 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 a weird organization, but yeah, I I think uh, I see Bel- uh, Brady coming back and trying to haunt uh, Belichick in his own game and try to make the better team than he did. Like I know more about football, and I could make a team that can be your team. Now, what team will he go to? Oh, I ain't no telling. I mean, because... You got to start somewhere. Boston's his home, isn't it? Isn't he... Yeah, I don't think he'll go to the Patriots, though. No, definitely won't go to the he Patriots. Probably, he'll go somewhere in that division, probably like the Jets or the Bills. Uh, Maybe, to be honest. It just depends on... Uh, it depends around the time he retires and who is available and who will make more sense for him to go to. Uh, it's too early to plan right now um, because just of the, around what he has left to do. But I think around that time, I think you'll be able to see more between the cracks than right now. It would be badass to see him stay in the NFC and uh, go against Bill Belichick yeah, in the Super Bowl. To prevent him from going to the Super Bowl. No, no, because... Uh, oh, so you would want him Bil- to face him in the, in the yeah, Super Bowl? Yeah, Belichick is in the AFC. Yeah, he's in the so AFC. He'll go right to the NFC. That he's in the NFC now that he's switched over to Tampa. Well, I'm, now I'm thinking. Well, I'm thinking right now with the move, after the move. Cowboys? No, 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 no. Nah, nah. I don't oh, okay. Um, I'm just saying. It we, would be badass. I'm just saying. But, I'm just throwing it out there. But he did grow up a 49ers fan. Okay. He grew well, up a 49ers fan, but Kyle Shanahan he is, is from California. Yeah. He's from California, so... It, like I'm saying, it, it would it wouldn't be bad to see him in the NFC team coaching, ending mm-hmm. up in the Super Bowl against Bill Belichick. Yeah, can you believe the headlines on that one? That would be crazy. More so, uh, him coming as a player, but two coaches with their own teams that they've made. Who is the better football yeah, guy? Father and son shit. It's it's something definitely to watch for sure, and and that's one thing they can fight each other on because not everybody plays forever. Yeah, but you can coach for a long past time. Yeah, so let's let's shift gears a little bit and and move on from football and let's get to uh, a little bit of boxing. With this quarantine going on right now, I think there's a lot of people that are limited to what they can do, and they've their returns have been pushed back to, to, through the pandemic, and some feel like they've been robbed of their opportunity. Some people may be grateful at the fact that this may have happened. We all, of course, we all wish this didn't happen, but uh, somebody has different, they're going through different roads at this time where it benefits them. The name that comes to mind that I feel like benefits from this is Errol Spence because he was supposed to come back uh, sometime in June, July. And thus far, I to me, this is just me being honest. I don't think he was ready to come back. I don't, he may be medically cleared. He may be feel like he's ready to come back and ready to get ready to go. But he didn't want to tune up fight, and he wanted to come back and fight a decent opponent. I don't think that was the right move. I don't think that's the way to go yet. And I think him getting these extra time, these extra months of inactive fighters, like because everybody's inactive. Now, it's not just him. At first, it was just him. 
because he had gone through the car accident. Now he has to recover, and we didn't even know he was going to fight again. But now, with no one fighting in the division or in boxing, period, it's at a halt, at a standstill. Do you believe this is benefiting him for a bigger return uh, and a better return because he's getting these extra time, extra months off for his body to fully recover, like fully, fully recover? You may have came back and may feel like you're all good mentally. But physically, how is your body going to react from going from a car accident to returning on returning to the ring? Do you think it benefits him in the right way? Um, I, I definitely think this is helping him out. Because uh, when was the accident? Like last fall? Uh, yeah. So, yeah, you would need at least a couple of years to recover from something like that. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that he can't do it. I believe he can do it because he's so young and he's so healthy. And... I'm pretty sure he has ambition to win. He After his last fight that I saw, he was just ready to keep winning. And I'm pretty sure that accident kind of, it wasn't expected, just like this pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, just um, put things in perspective. Put this thing in pause. And uh, for him, uh, especially look at things a different way. Yeah. Uh, but I believe he could do it, though, uh, because he's young. Stupid young, and uh, I believe he's uh, he's gonna be able to come back uh, fully recovered and mm-hmm. probably even have like a because who was he was supposed to fight Terence Crawford? No, definitely not. No? He was gonna fight my uh, was Danny he, Garcia. Oh, Danny Garcia. Yeah, he was supposed to fight Danny in January, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. Uh, but then, then January, or June, January, January, June, and July was his projected time to come back from the accident. This was before the accident. Oh, okay, okay, okay. He was supposed to fight in, ge- in January oh. against Danny. Well, if the accident wouldn't have happened, I think he would have been able to. He, we would have seen a fight after the uh, Sean Porter Errol Spence fight because yeah. that was his last fight that he ever yeah, fought. Yeah. And then, if anything, we would have seen him in February at the latest to see him come back against Danny, and then this would be shut down. But I think it definitely benefits him. One, because he can't go anywhere. Keep him locked in the house because. My critique of him is that he parties a lot. And, and this is just me speaking from the outside. I don't know anything on the inside. So this is just me speculating from what I've seen. And the accident didn't come home from him. The accident didn't happen from him just coming late from somewhere. He was obviously under the influence uh, driving and he flipped over. Where is he coming from? He's probably partying somewhere. And this was midweek. This is not on the weekend. Yeah. So obviously you're doing a little excessive partying, excessive partying. And right now that you can't do it, do I believe you would still be doing it? Maybe not as hard because from what I've heard, he's been around. He, I, didn't before the, in, I didn't see him in Dex party. No, nobody <laughs> wasn't. Nobody uh, was in there. But uh, I just feel like he needs some, some, uh, how can I say it? Not alone time, but I feel like he needs time for himself with no distractions. At this time, nobody can really distract him like that because it's not, he can't go anywhere. Yeah. Nobody can go anywhere. You can't go anywhere where you can get under the influence and mess up your, your, um, where you're trying to get at. Yeah. And right now that he, he can, what can he do? He can go home with his kids 
and, and and relax and then maybe go to the gym and train alone with him and his trainer that's about it and just train go home train go home train go home that's it that's all you need to do right now that's all you need to do and i think that benefits you for a big return yeah because you've been doing nothing but that you've stuck to your craft to get better to to uh um improve and to get healthy uh i think if this wasn't happening right now i think you could have been doing the same but i think there would have been some distractions along the way that would have uh preventing you from going from staying focused and staying in that lane where you need to be to get where you need to be mm-hmm. to get where you want to be uh that's what i mean so i think this is definitely benefiting him and i think he uh i hope he realizes that because i'm not more concerned of how he's going to look like when he gets in the ring i'm more concerned what he's going to do in the off season when he gets that check and and what he's going to do what is he going to do? Is he going to be blowing money, partying again, staying in the in the trying to stay in the in the limelight here in his city because he stays here in Dallas. A lot of people they don't really stay where they're from. Canelo doesn't stay in Mexico. Uh Floyd Mayweather didn't stay where he was from. He went to Vegas. Uh some people go to LA. I wouldn't advise that so much, but to go live in LA, but he stays here. Everybody he knows is here. People coming up right now, yeah. Dallas artists know him. So he's getting invited to all these places and I feel like that's a distraction. On the off season when you don't have a fight made, okay, cool. You can do whatever you want. I'm I'm still a little concerned, you know, but I would rather kind of see you leave the country. Leave the country and, and go do what you want to do. Have a vacation. Chill with your family. Enjoy your family and do whatever. But if you're in the club scene and you hang you hanging around with the Charlo Twins and, and, and uh, Javante Davis and Adrian Broner and you're doing all this excessive partying, that is not a good that is not a good way to stay in the in, in the path that you want to be in. Would those, you say would those you, are distractions? Would you say after Sean Parther, uh, he reached peak? I think he was lucky to come with the win. I think he th- that was the kind of fight you would be seeing from him. One, if the car crash had never happened. Two, if but he you, would have stayed in the same. You think that put him in his prime as a boxer right now? Uh, in, in his prime, do I think that you, took you, him up a level. Do you think that that showed? Uh, boxing fans and I guess the world that he's a elite I guess boxer. A, elite boxer I think everybody already knew he was an elite boxer because when you but I think he was still in the come up before no because when you Porter. have a big ass fight with Mikey Garcia at the Cowboy Stadium and you pack that bitch up I think, that's a lot I think uh, Mikey Garcia packed it up both of them one because it's his hometown, yeah. And Mikey Garcia brings in a lot of a yeah. big following. Oh, well, Mike, Mikey Garcia, that fight was I want to say I'm not gonna say he's at you know over the oh, peak, uh huh. But I want to say he's almost over the peak. I I, I feel that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, definitely. and I believe that at the time that's whenever Mikey was already up there, and I believe that's whenever Errol Spence was getting up there. I feel- I want to say after that win. He's he became a one elite boxer, and after Sean Porter, he started living the, I guess, the elite. I guess, uh, in his prime. 
He started mm-hmm. living like I guess living superstar. in his boxing prime. Yeah. yeah, superstar. I mean, so I'm I'm hoping this is just a phase that a lot of a lot of entertainers, boxers, athletes get to that. Yeah. Uh, so I'm hoping that is only gonna be for a few years. You can't, you can't, like uh, I guess uh, think about it too much because they're gonna do it. Athletes, entertainers. They're gonna party. They're gonna party. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're gonna get them. They're gonna get them big checks. They're gonna get the, the feel of just being a superstar. Mm-hmm. Of just, I mean, that's that's what it is. I get that, but I think so I think I, it's different when you're not married. I give you that. I think uh, when you're not, when you're not married. Let me let me say this: when you're not married, you have no reason to be kind of quote unquote at home. You want to be out. Yeah. You want to meet people. You want to be around people. But when you're when you're married, like a lot of these guys are, like uh, um, Terrence Crawford has a wife. I don't know if he's married, but he has kids and he has a lady. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, I'm thinking of. Uh, well, there's a couple of uh, fighters that are married. That Sean Porter has a has a girl has kids. Uh, he works outside of boxing, so he has things going on. Yeah. Uh, uh, what's his name? Um, damn, I forgot white boy's name that wants to fight Benavides. I completely forgot his name. Uh, damn. Um, but anyways, uh, Caleb Plant. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. Caleb Plant. He he has a lady, and he's in a relationship, kind of somewhat. Uh, they're not married, but he has a reason to go home. When you don't have that at home, you want to be out, and that's what I mean. If you don't have that kind of type of feel at home then that's what that's what makes you go out well barriers there's always a dis- you need a distraction because you would think that but uh, i know a lot of people that are married uh because you know when you're in the, camp they party just as much as people that are single i get it so there's people like that the but way, when, the they way don't I, have no careers like that like no, this, when you're a boxer you're secluded you're always in camp you're always by yourself so when camp is over fights over you want to have fun but who are you going to go have fun with? You don't have your, your oh, let me take my kids and let me take my wife or we're going to go to a vacation like because I've been so away from them. I want to be with them. Like Tyson Fury, when he gets done with camp, he grabs his family and he goes home or he goes to a vacation, but he takes his family. And when you don't have a family like that, who are you he taking? He does that now. Who? Tyson Fury. Oh, yeah, but I'm talking about... because He was still married and he was partying. That's how he fell into drug fell addiction in. and alcoholism. Exactly. But he was, also, he was still... He was married. He had kids already yeah, when but he did that. So what I'm trying to say is that... He had mental problems. Well, what I'm trying to say is that it doesn't really... It might be a help to be married, but I don't think being married is going to keep you away from the place that you're at as an athlete when you're at in that point of your life or your career. Right. So Errol Spence is at the point of his career where he's going to party. He's yeah. going to enjoy life. He's going to be... I mean, Canelo was never like that. I Ty, think... Uh, uh, Deontay Wilder, kids, family, he's never doing that either. And he, even though he they was just, the best They just don't show it. No, bro. I believe, I believe they still do it to an extent, but they just don't show it. They don't let it distract them from their career. But yeah, that's what an, I mean. That's, that's taking thing. it to the that's extreme. Another thing. That's another thing. But they've been champs for a while. Canelo he's, has been in the game for a, for a while already. He's been the champ for a while. That's what I'm saying. So no, I'm talking he, about I'm pretty Spence. Sh- no, but I'm talking about Canelo. I'm pretty sure in his early years where he was a, a superstar, 
He's been a superstar for a while. But he's also had a child since he was 15. But I'm pretty sure he still partied. I'm not saying he didn't party, but I'm just saying. I'm saying right now. There's a certain Errol, level. I think Errol Spence right now, he's just in that, I guess, that entry level of partying. And I don't think that's going to take you in the right direction. No, I think he's and especially learn. the people think, you're hanging around I, I, I with. I think he's going to learn. I think after the, the car wreck, that was a wake-up call. And I think. Uh, that's a wake-up call to 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 realize what you have in front of you and you should take advantage of the opportunity. Yeah, but that doesn't it's mean like any- a, I think that's like a bad break. I think that's like when people go through like a bad breakup. Like right now, I think he's just on that rebound level where mm-hmm. he doesn't know what should I do? Like, should I keep partying? Should I chill the fuck out? Should I, you know? Yeah. And I guess uh, we don't know his mental health right now. But you know what also changes? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go like ahead. We don't know his mental health. We don't know like what he was, what he's going through. Like whenever you have a wreck like that, you don't know the the, the your mental the damage space. your 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 yes. brain could take trauma, yeah, stuff like that. Or you could injure something that might uh, affect your rationing of stuff. Yeah. So you do stuff that just looks like good in the moment. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why he's you know like we don't know that. Yeah. We yeah. don't know his mental health. No. And his physical health at a hundred percent. All uh, we know is that he wants to get back in the ring. Yeah, he definitely wants to get back in the ring. And mm-hmm. right now, he's also in that season where he's gonna enjoy his youth. He's he's not married. I believe he does have kids. Uh, I I want to say I've seen that he has kids. He has two girls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, he has kids. Obviously, he's just in that season that he's gonna get some parties in. But I feel like once he gets his his return fight, if he loses. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be another wake up call where I believe he's gonna get his uh his life together. He would have no choice. Yeah, he would have no choice. But, but I don't want him to go through that. I don't want him to realize but that. I feel like because that, that's hitting a whole kind of different rock bottom. It happens though, and I feel like some people just have to go through that. Nobody has ever gone through a wreck like this, being ejected from the car after being a superstar. I'm talking about a superstar. But I mean, getting into a car wreck, trying to come back, and now you trying to face a guy. Well, maybe not a car. Maybe not a car wreck, but I'll go back to Tyson Fury. I mean, he went through depression mm-hmm. uh, and all his issues, but he came back. Yeah, he did. Come he, back. he 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 hit that he hit that bottom mm-hmm. and he came back, and what a hell of a comeback! So yeah, yeah. I just believe Errol Errol Spence is at that season where he's in the superstar. He's he's probably in that season where Tyson Fury was going into his his uh, addictions and his problems. Yeah, and I'm just hoping that eventually he's gonna realize uh, not to mix both career and life as much and to be okay. I I'm. We're nobody. We're nobody to say who's, uh, what people should do or with their priorities. Mm-hmm. But I believe if he wants to continue to be an elite boxer and continue to be, um, I guess at the level that he was at mm-hmm. for his last previous fights, he's gonna have to get his shit together. Yeah, uh, and we may not be nobody like you yeah. said to tell them what they can can and cannot do. But I think we can an- analyze and have our opinion. When those two tend to overcross each other and oh, yeah, distract yeah. from one from the other, like if if you were doing that and you're still a hell of a boxer and there's no problems and you're going in and the car wreck, no, the car break never happened and nothing's ever going on, I don't care what you do outside the ring. I want to see what you do inside the ring. But now yeah. I see that what you do outside the ring made us miss a fight. No, you could have taken, you could have lost your life. Yeah, well, I mean, it's he, interfering. He, he could have. I mean, at that point, we do get to, I guess, have a certain emotion towards this athletes. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, not only could he have lost his life, but, I mean, we, we missed out on a good fight that we could have seen probably with him and Danny Garcia. 
you kind of robbing us from what you yeah. could have been. Yeah. Because you're being irresponsible. Yeah, yeah, I feel what you're saying. Yeah, right. that's the only thing. And I just feel like, okay, we can say that, but you can prove that wrong when you do fight and you come back and you get that check. Because yeah. right now, you're saying you're a little bit more humbled because you had to put a lot of money out. Yeah. You had to pay for medical bills, get your teeth fixed, get all kinds of stuff uh, going out. There's no income. You're yeah. not getting any income. So now you want to fight because you want some income. Now when you get that income, what are you going to do with it? I don't care what you spend it on, and I don't, I don't, I don't care what you do, just as long as it doesn't interfere with your boxing career. That's what I don't want you to uh, put yeah, yourself yeah. in that kind of place. Okay. Don't do that. Stay here because you're one of the best here, especially, especially, especially repping Dallas. Especially coming out of Dallas. Yeah. Like we uh, haven't had a boxer in I don't know how long, and this dude is up here with it. And and do it for for the city, you know. Yeah, do it yeah. for the city. Do it for your family. Do it for everybody. There's a bigger goal here than just um, living in the moment. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? There's always a a, a longer goal. Legacy yeah. should be a big priority. Uh, definitely, I feel where you're coming from. So, uh, sticking to the fighting game, we also saw uh, some unfortunate news. Uh, I did get hyped up about it I because I was it. hoping. I knew it. I was hoping this was going to happen. It was almost there. We were just a week away. So I, I was it. like, it's already here, bro. Like, it's like. But then they hit us with a bomb. I blame Khabib and Tony Ferguson for the coronavirus pandemic that's going on in the world right because now. Because they made the fight. They and made the something fight. Something had to happen to and stop the they fight. They had to make it impossible for these two to get in there. And they, yeah. And the pandemic broke, and now we're all at home. We're all at home, meaning UFC 249 did not happen, unfortunately. By now, we all know this. It was first, it was Khabib not being able to get in the country. Then we get the good news that Gaethje will fight. Uh, Tony you were happy just because you wanted to see a fight. Yes, but not only that, but we got to see uh, Gaethje. I think Gaethje would have been, or um, let me rephrase that, he would have gotten a, a tremendous opportunity to fight a guy that is over the top he's in a uh, uh he's very competitive very one of the best elite fighters in the ufc and you're fighting him at a time where nobody has anything else to watch you know what i mean there's no basketball there's nothing there's no college there's no college basketball do you there's... think they would have made this a free fight or no, was it gonna no, be a pay-per-view? it was gonna be on pay-per-view you think so even with everybody without the job he said it was gonna be on pay-per-view oh. it was already set up for for it to be on pay-per-view he knew that stimulus check was coming, bro. Imagine if people wouldn't have gotten that stimulus check and nobody had cable. Well, half of the people. I mean, how many people would you pay you, for cable or you, pay for groceries? Hey, bro, five bucks, five bucks for the app, and you got you got everybody has a phone. What is what is it? What, what app is that? ESPN Plus. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, you can watch it on your phone. Just pay it. Go to the little website. But would website. you have to pay? You would have to pay pay per view. Pay per view price yeah. after that. Yeah. So oh, okay. you don't have to have cable to watch the fight. Oh, okay. Just so it would Wi-Fi. be five bucks and then five bucks a month. Kind of like 80 bucks. You know what? That's total. not bad. That's definitely very bad because you paying, uh, there's a wall fee. Like you're paying for the for the oh. subscription and then you're making me pay for the actual fight. I think if I were to be paying for the fight and I'm subscribed to ESPN Plus, I should be able to see uh, a fight because I'm a subscriber like The Zone. I subscribe to The Zone. Yeah. Now I get to see the Canelo fights for being a subscriber. They're not going to make me subscribe to the zone. And then I still got to pay for a Canelo fight. What kind of shit is that? Yeah. 
So that's the thing I don't like. But anyways, it was uh it was uh announced that um uh, that the higher up from ESPN called Dana White and said they couldn't go forward with the fight. Broke the news. Uh, I couldn't say I was surprised at the fact that they that they canceled it because of how amped he was uh, about it. And from when the facts came out, they say he was going to do it at an Indian, at an Indian, um, I guess territory or yeah. uh, uh, jurisdiction where that whatever rules are going on or or laws that are being put down from from the government don't apply there, you know, because they're secluded in their own little spot and they were gonna have it there and they were all for it. They were willing to take the flag, everything that was coming with it. They knew what was coming, but they knew what they were getting out of it. And Dana White was already ready to go, but it didn't happen. So it was it was canceled. Definitely canceled. And it was unfortunate because we were getting to see something that we haven't seen in a while, which is live sports. You know, no, everybody wants to see something live right now. You could only see so many classic games, uh, reruns, um, anything. I think this would have given us a boost. And like he said, I think everybody's so afraid to be first uh-huh. to uh, to say, okay, it's time to get things rolling again. Yeah. And I think that's what he was trying to do. And he was talking about an island that he bought an island, and it's still up for for uh, for for discussion. That's still an option, the island. From what I've heard, oh, okay, it's still up for discussion. Like I said, I don't know how. Um, I thought they had told him to chill out. Oh, ESPN did, but I don't know for for two forty nine. But they're still talking about having another fight in May eighth for um for UFC. Uh, they even released a card that they're um they're looking to negotiate. A lot of those fighters have already verbally agreed, so they're already talking about moving on to the next in the island. So I don't know how that's and that gives them a little bit more time because we're barely in April seventeenth, and that's May eighth, so it gives you a little bit less than a month. Uh, but they're still talking about it. But unfortunately, yeah, that did get canceled. But Tony it will be headlining again in that next UFC card. So, you know, people are just as much as everybody's ready to watch live sports. The fighters are willing to fight now. Even uh, Bob Arum from Top Rank uh, Boxing is in talks with the WWE trying to see if they can get some fights in their performance center. Because if you didn't know, WWE is still running events through their performance center. They're the only ones still active around here. So you're still watching uh, wrestling, wrestling is still going on. So, uh, for those of us and many people out there that have made fun of people for watching wrestling, they're winning right now because their wrestling is still on and going. So it doesn't really matter for them because wrestling is still going, but uh, everything else is pretty much canceled. So, like I said, with, uh, Dana White still trying to make everything happen. Do you believe Dana White is the best? president in combat sports you know you got bob arum you got uh uh vince mcmahon you have uh what's his name uh you got all these presidents out there uh or owner i'm um, not owners but uh commissioners yeah every everybody trying to make something happen and this is the only guy that i've seen that has been out there uh, outspoken about getting shit rolling again getting it going like we can't stay like this stuff needs to move on 
and he's the only one that's banging the table like we got to get this going and he's out there and he's making moves and moves that i never heard of i never knew you can go to an indian place and and you know he's going above and beyond yeah yeah to try to get something done i definitely do believe he is uh the best right now yeah i think so too and in a while i think he has i don't think i don't think anybody has loved the sport as much as he does uh uh-huh the sport of uh martial arts martial arts martial boxing arts. like fighting he's an overall combat yeah enthusiast um yeah definitely because he he he's knows a- how to lately all the cards have, have been. been a1 like there hasn't been there, there's been a couple boring but it's not his fault but the matches has been have been great i think he uh he's one of those guys that you know how boxing is at a in a very interesting time right now where the fight don't necessarily i mean the best don't necessarily fight the best yeah and he doesn't believe in that Not at that. all yeah. he believes the best should fight the best yeah and in the ufc you have one guy yeah. that's it you have managers each each one has a manager but there's only one guy you talk to you talk to me there's no reason why this guy can't fight this guy and this guy can't fight this guy you guys are gonna fight um and i think that's one thing that dana white has controlled made it to where Y'all want to fight? Come talk to me, or I'll come. Talk, I'll reach out to y'all, and we get this going. And I think he's also benefited from that because he brings out brings out the best in each in each fighter, uh, and makes the best fights possible. And he's for the fighters. He's a fighters kind of guy. He feels for the fighters. He criticizes fighters, and he holds fighters to the and expectations that he feels when he puts on cards like if i put on this card i expect action and i expect a high uh level and high skill of mixed martial arts yeah and he's not scared to call people out and and i feel like that's one of the best things of dana white where people respect what he has to say and people respect them overall yeah uh there's been some people that have not respected him but that's like in the early days like tito ortiz um uh, I think uh, Tyron Woodley had a little beef with him. But other than that, everybody pretty much respects him. And I think thus far, it's either between him and Vince McMahon. I want to say he's the new... Well, he's the real Vince McMahon. Who, oh, Dana White? Yeah. It's the real Vince McMahon? The real Vince McMahon. If what? he's not making some amazing fights, mm-hmm. he'll be fighting. Because <laughs> that's how much he loves the sport. I mean, not 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 literally he wouldn't be fighting, but... Like Vince that's McMahon, how, yeah, he like really gets Vince into the McMahon gets line. in the ring. Yeah. But he just loves the sport so much that he wants to see the best versus the best. And he doesn't want to see mediocre fights. He doesn't just ha- make fights just because he wants to sell a pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. He wants to have people that have earned their place, you know, in... Get their uh, shot. In, in, yeah, in their division. And he wants to put them on. Mm-hmm. And I, I respect that. Yeah, definitely. I feel like he gets it. Even, uh, even being at the bottom, you know, like the Ultimate Fighter Contender Series. Yeah. He's there uh, and watches these dudes go from, from trying to get a contract yeah, to yeah. getting a contract to making their way up to superstardom. And I think he follows fighters from the bottom up. I mean, there's a lot of them that do that, especially in boxing. They go to undercard fights, you know, the fights that, yeah, yeah. The, the fights that rarely people watch yeah. uh, unless you're a diehard uh boxing fan then you're willing to watch prospect boxers to uh, that way you have something to look forward to you can't just know the uh the, the big names you mm-hmm. know there's always young guys coming up that w- will eventually become the big the big dogs and uh and, but overall i think uh i think dana is one of the best if not the best president 
of combat sports. Period. I won't say him, Dan Vince McMahon. Because <laughs> he's willing to get in the ring and take yeah. an ass beating. But, yeah, I mean, I if, if there's anybody else that you believe is better than Dana White at uh, making fights uh, and being an overall combat sport enthusiast, because you see him at boxing fights. You see him at the UFC fights. He travels. He does everything. He promotes. He does everything. Everything you know about combat sports He's there. When you see a Dana White at a at a uh, boxing fight, uh, a boxing big event, and they put the camera on you um, on on Dana, that's promotion for the UFC without saying anything, and that's just putting the camera on him. When you think of Dana White, you think UFC. So he promotes without even trying. So, like like we said, I think Dana White is by far the best, the best. Um, president in combat sports thus far i think we've uh broken down a lot today bro I hold think on hold on before we finish i feel like i wanted to touch on uh justin gaethje and tony ferguson do you think let's say ufc comes back in the summer or as soon as they open it i'm pretty sure dana white is going to want to get that back on a asap uh ufc 249 would you want to would you would you it is 249, right? I, that, I don't know if he's going to skip 249 and go to 250. I don't see why he would skip it. I think he would just 249. Would but do you, would you want to see Gaethje and uh, Ferguson? Or would you rather go back to Khabib? And I don't think we'll see Khabib because he'll be in Ramadan. And I think Ramadan would be towards the end of May. And it, from the schedule that I've seen, that he's trying to put on a fight in early May. And it's going to be Tony. I think you're going to see Tony Gaethje first mm-hmm. uh, before you see Tony Khabib again, which would push back Tony and Khabib even more because Tony would be fighting early May and this and Khabib would be able to fight late May. And I don't know how long he's going to be or how long Tony would want off. You know what I mean? Because he's, they say he's been yeah. training since December, so I don't yeah. know how long of a vacation he might want. So we might see it maybe late. 2020 or early 2021 but it's it, it definitely that pushes that more and more back with this do you feel like you don't even want to watch that fight anymore no i definitely want to watch it i don't you give still? a damn i don't give a damn i still want to see it this i still to... want to see it i just feel like we're getting i'm not gonna say we're getting robbed with seeing ferguson and gagey but mm-hmm. that's not what i i was hoping to see khabib and ferguson and i was hoping to see mcgregor and gagey that's the fight that I wanted to see. Well, with that being said, I think with the fact that now that they've turned to Tony and Gaethje, uh, pairing them together, I think now you actually get to see what I said the last time, uh, where you see Khabib Leon Edwards, oh. where you see Leon Edwards fight Conor McGregor. Oh, okay, okay. That would be to me a little bit more interesting. Uh, and now Khabib, I honestly don't know what Khabib does. I think he's just gonna have to be in the in the shadows for right now because he cannot fight anybody competitive as competitive or they can give him any competition uh worth watching you know um there's nobody out there really that he hasn't beaten that can give him a shot or that's worthy of giving a shot um so i think you'll see those two fights because like i said gaichi tony early may and then after that i you can tell Khabib doesn't want to fight McGregor anymore unless they throw him a humongous bag. Yeah. And that's not happening right now because they're not getting any money. They can't afford to throw a bag right like that right now. 
So I think uh, we're not going to see that. I think you'll see Tony Gaethje, and then you'll see uh, probably Leon Edwards versus uh, McGregor, if anything. Um, that's it. Yeah. I think that's it for now. We'll be back hopefully soon. I can't give a date, but be on the lookout for another episode. We will be promoting on our Instagram page uh, when we're about to record or when you could be expecting a new episode. Uh, like I said, uh, follow us on uh, We Could Be Wrong Podcast on Instagram. Um, throw a comment out there. Let us know what kind of uh, topics you wish for us to hit. If you have any questions, baseball, soccer, uh, boxing, UFC, um, basketball, if I've repeated myself, sorry, but yeah, just throw us a, a comment and and let us know what you want to hear, what, what you want us to talk, what you want us to talk about, and we'll we'll, we'll talk about it. Uh, we'll give you our opinion and see if uh, what you think. Uh, I think this has been enough for today. Uh, you may agree, you may not agree, but that's the whole point of this podcast. This is the We Could Be Wrong podcast. We'll catch y'all next week. Take it easy, man. One love.